0: hey everyone and welcome to the 20 minute marketing podcast thanks for listening and i hope you're having a great day my name is liam from reach interactive and during the show i chat with both in-house and agency marketers on a range of topics that cover things like seo content marketing paid ads socials and more If you do enjoy listening, then please leave us a review or subscribe, it would be very much appreciated. A quick tip to start this episode, Facebook opened up their small business grants program in the UK yesterday, and if you are a company that has between 2 to 50 employees, then you can get things like free ad credit or even a cash grant if your application is successful. The only catch is that you do have to be based in London, unfortunately, so that does rule a lot of us out. But if you are, then I'd recommend checking that out as you do have nothing to lose. A quick disclaimer, though, I haven't actually looked into some of the criteria, so you might want to check that out first. Back to our episode. Today's episode marks number 44 of the show, and I'm really excited to welcome our guest, Diana Wink, who is the first person on the show to be joining us from Germany. I'm also very excited for this episode because it's going to be really unique and unlike any that we've done before. So before we get started, I'll introduce Diana now. So hey, Diana, how's it going?
1: Hi, I'm really well, uh, and I really look forward to chatting with you.
0: That's good to hear, and thanks for joining us. So could you spend a minute introducing yourself for us, please?
1: Yeah, sure. So I am, as you said, based in Germany. I'm living in Dusseldorf, uh, but I'm actually originally from Middle Asia. And yeah, so I studied filmmaking and I went into the online storytelling world after my studies. Let's say I always wanted to write and I always wanted to be a writer. I started writing as a kid, but then I kind of switched to filmmaking. But with filmmaking, it's a little bit difficult because you have to have a budget and your creativity is limited a lot. And this is when I decided I really want to be a writer. And I kinda went on and started self-publishing. I'm writing dystopian thrillers actually. And I also have story artists, my company in Portal, where I teach people the art and craft. Of storytelling be it with book writing or with marketing as well
0: awesome that's definitely an interesting background and I'm sure that we'll learn more as the episode continues so during the episode we're going to be talking about the science behind storytelling and how marketers can use theory to improve your website copy paid advertising copy blog post copy email blasts and everything else that involves words so let's get started <laughs> As I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about storytelling and the science behind it that marketers can use to improve their website copy and everything else. I think, first of all, it's worthwhile for us to get to know you a little more, Diana. So what was it that inspired you to use your book writing and filmmaking experience to help marketers and business owners with their storytelling?
1: I think it was when I really went into marketing myself because I'm a self-publisher and I wanted to market my books and I started like thinking about marketing and uh, what makes good products and good marketing stand out because there is so much noise out there. The internet is so crowded and it will be louder. There will be so much more going on in the next years. It will be overflowing with content, I think. It is already, but there will be so much more. And I kind of asked myself, um, how can I stand out? And the answer, answer for me was storytelling, actually because I asked myself, okay, what is the thing or what is something that stays with me? What is something that makes me make a choice or change the way I think or change the way I act? And it's always been stories because you always remember good stories. Stories have, uh, they have, they have Changed me from the beginning on. So when I was little, I I think I was like nine years old when I watched Braveheart, and it really inspired me. And I was still a kid, and then from then on, there were like books and movies that inspired me and shaped my life to some degree. And I thought, why don't why don't we use the power that storytelling is in marketing? And this is how I started and because I was a writer already and I knew the craft of storytelling I thought okay how can I uh, apply it to my book marketing and to the overall marketing process.
0: That's very interesting and you're right in saying that movies books and things that we do as a child or teenager influence our decisions. Moving on to our episode topic then what is the science behind storytelling and how can marketers use it to their advantage? I am anticipating that you have a detailed answer to this one but I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, so when I actually started digging into storytelling and marketing, I discovered that there was quite a lot of research done concerning storytelling and what it does with our brains. Several neuroscientists have discovered that storytelling is something that sticks with our brains because this is what our brains naturally do. We always tell ourselves stories all the time, every single day and every single moment because stories are kind of how we make sense of this world and this is actually what stories are they help us make sense of this world and and this is the key with marketing they produce emotional investment and this is what we want emotional investment and we want people to pay attention and what they found out which is really interesting is something that David J.P. Phillips calls the Angel's Cocktail. And it's a mixture of three hormones that are produced when we are watching or listening or reading great stories. And it's kind of a really good antidote against the mixture that we have in our every, uh, everyday lives, which is adrenaline and cortisol, and that makes us intolerant uh, and irritable and stressful. So we're actually looking for stories. And the three hormones are dopamine which is called the attention hormone. And this hormone actually can make... Uh, the difference between a story that goes viral and a story that everybody forgets because it makes us pay attention. And uh, yeah, it provides focus. It makes the story memorable. Uh, and it can be induced by, for example, stuff like exercise or meditation, but it can also be achieved with a story. And the tool for that is suspense. So the story that makes you ask ask a question, what's going to happen next? who was the murderer and so on this is why thrillers are so popular because they're so they're filled with suspense but actually every story needs that and then we have the second hormone which is oxytocin the bonding hormone and people didn't actually know that until the recent years that emotions are what makes us make good decisions. So we would think okay if i can leave all my emotions out i would have i would be able to make an objective decision but this is not true at all because they have neuroscientists have um examined people like for example one guy who had a brain surgery and the the part of his brain was um removed that is that is responsible for emotions and he couldn't make one single smallest decision like choosing the color of a pen so we know that emotions are actually responsible for our decisions and this is why this is so important in marketing because we want people to make the decision to buy something yeah and this the hormone oxytocin is responsible for that emotional response and actually, one in one of the more famous studies about storytelling, Paul Zak found out that people who have a highest level of oxytocin are more likely, for example, to donate to donate money. Uh, and oxytocin comes into play when we induce empathy. So we induce, we make our main characters in the story relatable. We can identify with, we understand them, we understand their motivations, and thus we empathize with them. And this empathy brings out the hormone oxytocin. And the last one is endorphin, which is the happiness hormone and the powerful weapon against all kinds of depression and loneliness. And uh, studies have found that genuine laughter releases this hormone and this hormone actually provides more creativity, focus, relaxation, it builds trust, it helps people when they to have their walls come down, which we all want in marketing. We want people to trust us. Yeah, we want them to build a connection with us or our brand. And this is achieved by endorphin and endorphin is achieved by humor. So we always need to bring in entertainment and humor. Because if we look at it, like the entertainment industry is one of the hugest industries in the world. And it's not information. It's not providing any solution for any problems. It's just entertainment. Why? Because it makes us feel so good because of the hormone. And this is what a really well-told story does. It releases all of the three hormones and produces this, like I said, the angel's cocktail. And this is why it's so powerful, even and especially in marketing.
0: There's definitely a lot to digest from that answer and I loved how you explained all three of those emotions individually but also mentioned how they link together and the benefit that they offer to marketers if used correctly. One question I had is that can you still achieve a great story just from using one of the three emotions or is it essential that you include all three of them?
1: Yeah, sure. You can use one of those, but the more you use, the more powerful your business will become. Why would you leave it on the street? You know, Why would you leave those? It's like all of those weapons and you have them, you can use them to build your business in a very powerful way. So I really encourage, if you can, of course you can't use it like in a short piece of copy or a post, for example, that has only like, I don't know, 50 words or something. But if you can use it, I really highly encourage to use all of them. And there's actually more to a well-told story in terms of principles and how you can build this story.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You've given some great insights on the science of storytelling. So how can businesses take that knowledge and put it into a piece of content? Is it a case that practice makes perfect or is there a criteria that they can follow?
1: Well, I always say storytelling is both study of the craft and exercise. So you have to do the practice and the theory both at the same time. Uh, It's the same with book writing, actually. You cannot become a good author by just writing books and never study the principles of storytelling and learn from other authors. But at the same time, you cannot become a good book writer if you just study but never write a book. And I guess it's the same with Everything else, and especially here with storytelling. So you study the basics of storytelling, you learn the theory, and then you go ahead and put it into practice. And while you put it into practice, you realize, okay, this is where I'm not still not good enough. This is where I need to improve. And then you go ahead and you learn the theory and go back and put it into practice and so on.
0: One of the great things about copywriting is that we're always presented with new opportunities to create new content, and we can also measure our improvements and success based on engagement levels and the reactions of our customers or our network. Another question that I had is whether or not we need to tell stories all the time. For example, if I'm posting on LinkedIn and it's a quick update about a personal thing or just a few sentences, then do I need to try and put that in a story format?
1: Yes, sure. You cannot put a story in everything you do. But it all depends on what you want to achieve. Do you want it to be something memorable? Do you want people to act on that? If you just want to share a feeling, that's fine. But do you... storytelling is something that, like I said, it makes people act, it inspires people, it helps them connect with you and your business. So if you want to achieve that, you should definitely use Storyteller because this is something that will make you stand out from the noise on the internet today. And Actually, it can be used on the smallest scale, because if you look at storytelling from above and on the big picture, storytelling is the beginning, the middle, and the end. And you can achieve beginning, middle, and end with several principles intertwined that I said, like building suspense and having something that people can relate to and identify with, and probably a little bit of humor. You can actually put it into three, four, five sentences, and this would be a story as well.
0: I'm sure that a lot of people that are writing a casual post are probably telling stories without realising it then. I'd also be interested to hear any success stories of businesses or marketers that might have changed their language or used storytelling to their advantage
1: actually if you start looking for it you will discover that stories and brand stories are everywhere and just take all the big companies like apple and nike and spotify they're all telling stories but i have actually a really interesting example that will um show you how powerful storytelling can be and this was when a man conducted an experiment on ebay and he bought 200 objects worth $129 and he hired 200 storytellers to make up a story for every single object. And with these stories, he went back to eBay to sell these objects again, like every object with a story behind them. And the the result is really surprising. So he sold the objects for $8,000. It's an increase of revenue of over 600% if you think about it. he bought them for 129 and sold them for $8,000. And this is a part of emotional investment. If we can tell a good story for our business, for our product, there's like, yeah, we, can, we get to stand out. And people that are emotionally invested into the product, into the company, they actually don't care as much about the price as they care about what story you deliver.
0: I love that example and it really highlights the power of storytelling and on top of that your example shows that people are willing to pay more for a product or service that has a great story behind it so if you can come up with a detailed and meaningful story for your business which includes all of those emotions that Diana mentioned then you'll probably be able to charge a higher price for it too. I have one final question in this main section then. If someone was about to start writing a blog post or a social media update then what are a few things that you'd recommend to them before they start typing?
1: I would recommend uh, study storytelling and what it's all about and the elements you need in the story. For example, you always need a character in the story and with marketing, the character or the hero of your story should always be your customer. Always. It's never, I think it's One of the biggest mistakes businesses make is that they make themselves or their product the hero of the story, which you never, never, ever should do because you want the customer to identify with the hero and he or she should be the hero of the story they have to feel like they know your problems they know that you know their conflicts and what they're fighting with in their everyday life or which problem there's they're facing that you are offering a solution to and this is like the second for example second essential element of storytelling is conflict in conflict with marketing it's always it's always the problem that they're facing what, what solution you're offering to this problem and then there is stuff there's stuff like structure. So how do you structure, for example, your blog post or your sales page or your post, your social media post? And there's a story structure behind everything if you wanna do it with the power of story. And like last but not least, is theme. What we people always need is something that speaks to human nature in general. So there has to be a some depth some philosophical question behind everything and if you can just bring it in into your story the response from your audience will be so much better
0: i definitely agree with making your customers the hero and focusing on how you can help them so we're going to wrap up this main section right here and we'll finish with a couple of fun and light hard questions to close out the episode yeah. So the first question that I ask in this section, Diana, is do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out when you look back at your career? Maybe it's something funny, embarrassing or inspirational.
1: I actually always remember how we shot or how I shot the short film that later became a book trailer that is now on my website, which we did in the Scottish Highlands. And it's just filled with crazy stories. But one of them was that I had to drive the bus overnight from London up to uh, Fort William in the Highlands. And then I had to hire a car. And in England, as everybody knows, the cars on the other side of the road. And I haven't driven a manual gear for like 10 years or something. And they said in advance, they have no automatic gear car. And I would have to drive a manual gear on the left side of the road, which was like my biggest, biggest nightmare. But I had to have a car because I needed to do location scouting before the team arrived. So this was one of the crazy stories, but I actually ended up getting one last automatic car when I arrived there, which was such a blessing. And then when we did the shooting, we never considered that in Scotland, you have a huge problem in the summer with the midges, which are like the tiny insects that keep biting you all the time when you're somewhere near a lake or something. And and the second half of the day, we were shooting a very, very emotional story, a uh, emotional part of the story where a child dies. And we just couldn't shoot it because we were attacked by midges all the time. We were full of midge bites and it was kind of, it was really frustrating, but it was also funny because we were trying to shoot like emotional scenes and all this stuff. And at the same time, get away from those insects. Yeah, it was really funny. And we ended up actually doing all the close ups of the, uh, the scenes. We did the wide shots on the location in Scotland, but the close ups we had to do in the park in London and you never noticed the difference, which was really hilarious. But yeah, I was really glad that it turned out this way.
0: Yeah that's definitely a funny story and I can picture you and the team up in Scotland by a lake getting swarmed by mosquitoes but I'm glad that you were able to get the shots off in the end. So to close out the episode do you have a favourite resource that might help marketers or business owners with their storytelling or content writing?
1: Yeah, what really, really helped me and what I encourage everybody to get into if they're interested in storytelling is the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. He has also a great blog where you get daily videos, but this book is actually really good for the basics and how to apply storytelling to your business brand.
0: Sounds good. And I've read that book too, and I'm definitely a big advocate as well. It really does open up how you think about communicating with your customers and how you approach writing. On top of that, Diana has a few great resources that you can gain value from as well. If you go to her site, storyartist.me, then you can get a free book titled The Storyteller's Blueprint, as well as a free video course just by signing up to her email list. So I would recommend doing that if you are looking to find out more. So we're going to close out this episode right here with those two new resources that you can use to improve your storytelling. Thanks for joining us today, Diana, and sharing some great insights with us.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: Not a problem. Thanks for your time and thank you to everyone that has listened. We'll be back next week with more.